Welcome to Age Gap Finance, a podcast where a millennial and a baby boomer talk money. My name is Nick. I'm 23. I'm a financial advisor with Rosado Wealth Management and one of the managing partners here. My name is Ed Rosado. I'm 57 years old and I'm a managing partner at Rosado Wealth as well. And today's podcast is uh, we're going to talk about staying positive in the vastity of negatives. Yeah, it's very important that um, everyone keeps a positive mindset, even though every channel you flip through on the news, you know, it, it's just spewing negatives about the market. You know, right now we got coronavirus and other things going on. And uh, every day it, there's just different things that, that they tell you to fear. And how do you stay positive when all you see is the negative? Right. A lot of times we tell clients just to turn off the noise and don't listen to a lot of it because a lot of it is not only you know negative, but it could also you know uh, instill fear. You know the two the two motivators uh, are fear and greed in the market, and uh, but there seems to be more uh, in the in the uh, news of instilling fear more than anything. Right, and um, when we are doing workshops, we always ask our uh, potential clients that. Um, do you know what the most expensive thing that, uh, or, or what costs you the most in your portfolio? Um, and it's not advisory fees, it's not uh, any specific stock or anything like that. It, the most expensive thing that you'll face is fear and acting on that fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, if you're scared, you're going to react to the first bad um, news article you see, you're going to sell, and then you're not going to be able to participate in that market growth. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that happen a lot with clients over the years. Uh, in fact, when we still, you know, and still today, when we meet clients, you know, they start, they talk about, you know, 2008, you know, some clients, uh, when that happened, clients got totally out of the market. Mm-hmm. And then when we show them if they had stayed in the market where they could be today, it's just right. unbelievable. They the growth that they, where they were. Yeah, a lot of them more than that. And uh, it's just amazing how much they missed out by just uh, plain fear. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, w- we've had plenty of examples where they say, oh, I lost it all in 08, or, you know, half my portfolio I lost in 08. And then uh, when you and I are talking to them, the first thing we say is, you know, did you sell? And then if the answer is yes, then then they did actually lose out on that. Because right. uh, just like you said, if, if, you, um, if you stayed in the market, you recovered since 2008, for the most part, and um, ha- have definitely gone up since then. Um, so that that's the main point that we're trying to drive home is um, when you react to the news and, and you're investing very scaredly into the market, um, a lot of the time you're not going to end up where you should be with your returns. And, you know, one other question we always ask is, is why is the average investor only making 35% of what the market is returning, you know, given over a period of time. And again, that answers fear because they're buying and selling. Um, they're exchanging uh, based on what they're reading and not, they don't have a, a buy and hold philosophy. And, you know, at, at the first sign of a downturn, they're selling mm-hmm. um, when they'd be in, in a much better position generally if they just stayed where they were. Well, before we get too much or too deep into this topic, Ed, um, you know, we could update the, the listeners on our personal lives a little bit. I know we had just uh, 
sadly bowled the last day of our bowling league last night. Yep. And yeah. uh, you had a good night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, What'd you bowl in your three games? Uh, well, my first and third game were good. I got a 191 and a 183, but my second game I got a 121, I believe. So mm-hmm. kind of an outlier out there, but, you know, it was good night. It was pizza night and everything. So, uh, you know, it, it's a really fun league down at, at Langlo if you guys are in the area and would like to play. And nice lanes and everything. Yeah, I didn't have too good of a night. Yeah, I, did you not? Uh, two games were in the 130s, and I had one, a 172. But, uh, well, at least you showed up. <laughs> you, I, know, I, know, I know you I, missed a lot of weeks. I missed half the season by traveling, but uh, but overall it was, it was still a lot of fun. We'll look forward to the next season starting probably sometime after tax season. We'll start into a new, uh, a new league. Yeah. Anything else going on, um, you know? Well, I, I I'm not I'm not trying to laugh at it, but I'm looking at this oh, hydro hi. flask, the latest uh, drinking apparatus that you have here. <laughs> that uh, it always seems that when you come into the office, you have the newest and greatest uh, drinking bottle. And uh, I don't know. Explain that hydro flask, Nick. Is that linked to a Bluetooth where it measures your every ounce you drink, and uh, then it goes to your your phone? How does that work? Uh, well, I, I didn't realize I I brought in the greatest and latest drinking app. Well, it's definitely, <laughs> it's got Millennial written all over it. It does, actually. But, um, I mean, it's it's similar to, you know, a Yeti-type thermos type of water bottle. And, I mean, it is a popular one and, you know, keeps cold things cold, hot things hot. Um, no, no technology or anything in there, you know. It's not tied to my... Uh, watch or anything or my uh-huh. phone so but you know good old-fashioned water <laughs> <laughs> so no technology no you're, you're surprised right I'm, I bought, I I'm bought definitely that surprised I because bought that notebook that uh yeah. I, you know I couldn't even have a normal notebook I had to take notes in this one that connects it to my cloud wow and then when you erase everything off the notebook it's all saved yep it's all saved so um you know I, I keep good notes it helps me be organized yeah, that's like the uh, electric toothbrush I got for Christmas. Uh, it's just uh, you could uh, hook; it's hooked to a you connect it to your Bluetooth. Then you could look at it, and you could look at your phone, and it'll show you what places you missed on your teeth when you were brushing. Wait, does it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! But I threw the instructions out because I oh. figure if I'm not if I'm doing a good enough job, I don't need to watch it. You know. So then why just get a normal toothbrush? Then? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, it just I, I like the electric toothbrush. First first time in my life I've had one. Wow, it's, you, you, it's that's great. when you know you've made it. Yeah, no, I might do the uh, Bluetooth thing, but uh, well, you should if you can figure it out. Yeah, now. don't don't be calling me asking how to work your toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to uh, some finance talk. Enough of small talk here. <laughs> yeah, let's, um, let's continue on and talk a little bit about you know our topic is you know really staying positive in the vast sea of negatives and we talked about you know how fear is a big motivator of people and sometimes it it hurts clients in making the wrong decisions in their investments right and um you know again it's it's the most expensive thing that clients face and one of the most important things that you know an advisor should be doing for you be giving you peace of mind and, and you should have a positive outlook on what's happening in your portfolio and you shouldn't have to, you know, worry at night 
um, if if uh, the next high headline drops and you're going to lose it all, anything like that. Yeah, and and there's a big cost for those emotions when people react like that in fear. Um, what they don't realize is that they're missing out. And if we look at, for example, the S&P 500 over the last 30 years, actually, uh, a couple of decades, you're, you're looking at probably around the annual average of the S&P over the last 30 years is about, is about 10% or so. But because people react, if we look over the last 30 years on, well, you know, if we pick out 2008, you know, go back to 2001, those are the two that, you know, stick in a lot of people's heads as far as the last market crashes. Um, the reactions that took place in the market caused people to average probably around 25 to 3% um, versus the S&P averaging about 10% or 10.5% over the last 30 years. So, right. So in, in other words, that's, I mean, in this situation, they would have gotten almost three times the growth. Right. Um, if they would have just not reacted so so quickly to um, you know the headlines in the market, um, and and I mean you nailed it. That's that's the cost of the emotions. Is you know they're only going to average three to five percent if you're reacting to everything you're doing, and uh, when in fact if you were just directly in the S and P five hundred mm-hmm. without even paying attention, you would have made you know triple that. Yeah, and the other thing too is that when we talk about the cost of emotions and people, you know, reacting that way is that people that, you know, stayed the course and, and continue to invest, say, dollar cost averaging, mm-hmm. uh, when the market was down and they were maybe, you know, say, for example, someone's putting in $500 a month into an investment or retirement account, they, um, when, when, of course, when the market goes down, their dollar cost averaging is buying more shares because everything, you know, the price of things went down. So you, you take a 20, 30 year span, they, they're mi- missing out on all of those shares that they could have owned too as well, you know. Exactly. And, um, you know, that's why you may have heard us say in a previous podcast, but, you know, we sometimes say pray for a correction, you know, in the market, which... You know, it's kind of crazy that your advisor would say that, but um, realistically, if you are dollar cost averaging and, you know, putting in a steady amount, regardless of what the price is doing, you know, if you look back from, you know, 1930 until now, you know, the Great Depression or so, each time the market has dipped, you know, you can almost see that as a sale because right after it's dipped, it's, you know, roared and um, been very very positive um, for clients. So um, if you are buying consistently and not so worried about the price of it, and then um, there is a little market dip, you're, you're essentially getting a sale on, on the stock or positions mm-hmm. you're buying into, and, and that's gonna help your portfolio grow as well. Exactly. Uh, what we were you know just talking about as far as um, the emotions and, and fear that people bring in, that causes them to make, you know, certain mistakes. But we want everybody to keep in mind that um, what the important thing to do is, and what we do with each client, is we sit down in the initial appointment when we meet with clients and do a full risk assessment with them and and go through. We have a we have a program that we put them through that will assess uh, their risk and to see 
how much risk they actually want to take. And then what we do is Nick will do a full analysis on another program that we have, and it'll come up with a, a risk number of their existing portfolio. And then we'll make our recommendations from there. But it's important to know that that has to be done without just going in there and just getting out there and just investing in certain uh, mutual funds or stocks or bonds or whatever because you have to find out your risk tolerance first. Right. And and we're not saying, obviously, when, when we're talking about the numbers, average investor only does, you know, a third of what the market's doing or so. We're not saying that means go put all your money into, you know, the S&P 500 and watch it grow 12% every year because mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely not going to happen. But, you know, it, it's important to have your risk assessed so that, you know, when these dips do happen, you know, it, if you're young, yes, you could accept a little bit more risk and it, it's not a big deal if, if maybe the market crashed, but you're not going to retire for another 30 years. But, you know, if you're getting close to retirement age and you, you're ready to take a little less risk with your portfolio, of course, you want to participate in the growth. But, you know, it, it, that that's why it's important to be assessed because it, it's not smart if you aren't willing to accept the risk to go into a portfolio that's right that's very risky and the other thing too is when when we do those assessments too it's not only just about the risk they're going to take it's also the other things that come into play are they going to be inheriting money do they need more income do they have major expenses coming up um are they going to be selling their home are they going to stay in their home do they want to pay it off if there is a mortgage so we we look at all of that stuff because all of it comes into play, you know. Yeah, it does. All, all that is very important in, you know, making your investment decisions. And it's all part of the, you know, plan that, that we help uh, clients come up with. Yeah, because you just don't want to confuse simple with easy. Exactly. You don't. We kind of have a saying here that, you know, successful investors tend to focus on one thought. It's not about what's now. It's about what's next. Exactly. And, you know, by the time you do read that headline, you know, pretty much the whole impact of, of what it was going to do has already happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, what you should be looking at is is what's upcoming um, and not just tomorrow or next week. It's what's happening over the next few years or decades um, and position yourself in, in, in a spot where, you know, you're going to be able to see the growth of the market in there. All right, and that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, I know it was a short one, but it's a very important topic that we wanted to get out there. Um, given, you know, the little bit of scares in the market and everything going on, we just want everyone to be educated on uh, the the right move to make when investing. Yep, and if uh, if any of you listening out there are interested in in getting a, a full risk analysis, we actually have a program where. We can actually email you uh, a test, a short, very short test to take. It comes back to us with the results, and then you know we can go from there and contact you. And if you wanted to meet, uh, we can take it from there. But that would be the first step if you're interested. All right. You can give us a call, 727-683-9119, and our assistant, Dory, would be happy to set an appointment for you to come in or um, give us in the information and, and collect your email so we can send you over that test, um, you know, of course, free of charge, anything like that. So 
keep that in mind. It is, of course, important to have an assessment every once in a while, you know, even if you've had one before. Yeah, and they could also request it too through email if they wanted to email one of us or uh, nick at risottowealth.com or ed at risottowealth.com. Yeah, and it's nick, N-I-C, at R-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-O, wealth.com. And, you know, again, thank you for listening, and, and we appreciate everyone who, who does take the time out of their day to listen, and we hope you have a good week. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through True Investments Capital, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.